This is New England Patriots running back and three-time Super Bowl champion James White. You're listening to the two-minute drill. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Two Minute Drill podcast. Dan and Kev here today, um, taking a look at some more Patriots offseason stuff. Obviously, not a ton has happened since the last episode. We're in that break right now, right before training camp when things are going to start to heat up a little bit more. Um, but for the time being, the Pats did have a little bit of breaking news, somewhat expected news, I would say. Uh, but almost a little unexpected as far as when it happened. Nikhil Harry finally off of this roster. He has been traded to the Chicago Bears for a seventh round pick. It's a huge loss in terms of, you know, that's a guy we drafted in the first round. We get three bad years out of him and then a seventh round pick. That's not great. But if you're going to look at it in the shorter term, Nikhil Harry is not a good wide receiver. He was not playing well for us. Great blocker. I'll give credit where credit is due. Great blocker. Um, But going into a contract year, it was looking unlikely that he was even going to make this roster. I said it to guys all the time where it was like, I think if you take all the receivers on this roster and throw them in there and you just take out the background that this is how good he was in college and we spent a first-round pick on him and this is the potential he has, Like if you just watch him go against some of these fringe roster guys, he'll probably lose out to almost all of them. So just getting something for him before he would have left for nothing in free agency, having already requested a trade, all that, I think it's good riddance. Kev? Yeah, no, I agree 110%. Um, A little stuff came out about Nikhil Harry. First off, I'm going to say, too, that, I mean, Patriots fans should be happy that we got a seventh-round pick. Um, we didn't think that we'd get anything. We just thought at this point that he'd be released, but at least that um, we got a seventh round pick in 2024 for Nikhil. Um, a little like stuff came out about Nikhil like a couple of days after the trade happened. I don't know if you saw this, Dan, but I guess like during like the off season, like Nikhil just did not like talk to any coaches, like didn't want to work out with anybody. Yeah. Just was like his whole mentality was that I'm the number, like I'm a first round pick. And that's pretty much it. So clearly the guy just never fit in with Foxborough, just wanted to play football, that's it. Didn't want to work hard for it, didn't believe in the Patriot way. Um, like you said, good blocker. Um, I mean, in this day and age, good to just hope nothing for the best and hopefully that he does. he's somewhat productive with Chicago just for his benefit. Um, but, you know, is what it is. We didn't need him anyways. We're pretty, we have, we're pretty good depth right now at the wide receiver position. So about time it happened. Yeah, and I mean, I, I'm not. I have nothing against the guy. I'm not like actively rooting against him. Oh no! I'd be, but you I'd see be, Twitter yeah. though, like those people yeah, no. that are like bashing him, like you fucking uh, bum, like they just. Oh no! I know. Like, it's not seriously. I mean, at the end of the day, it's kind of like it's not his fault we took him in the first round. If you're gonna really come down to it, you know what I mean. You can't like put that on his shoulders. Um, obviously he didn't lead up to expectations. He is a draft bust. If you wanna, you know, categorize it like that. Um, but at the end of the day, I actually do think he's entering a pretty good situation in Chicago. They have a really weak wide receiver group, and it's crazy to say, like, he honestly could be their wide receiver too this year, which I think should be a little bit of a scary thing for Bears fans, but who knows? Maybe with the uptake in reps, you know, Justin Fields is a solid QB. It's not like he has a terrible QB behind him, so... I don't know. We'll see what he can do in Chicago. I think they've had so much disappointment on offense the past few years and 
you know, obviously they didn't spend a first round pick on him. They spent a seventh round pick on him. So it's kind of all upside for him going to Chicago. So I could definitely see him improving where just like he gets more reps, he gets kind of a fresh start and he can sort of change his mentality where he's not walking in there. Like I need to like live up to this status and like make up for all these years I've wasted. It's just a completely fresh start. And like, I mean, I think at this point, most Bears fans probably don't expect a whole lot of him outside of just, like, probably making the roster. Yeah, it's a low-risk, high-reward situation, and he does come to Gillette Stadium this year. Mm -hmm. I believe it is week seven, Monday Night Football. Hopefully, Nikhil doesn't have, like, a... A career day of like I'm gonna say 124 it. I'm, yards. I'm going to say it right now. I think we win that game. I think we win it pretty easily. I don't think he plays that well, but I think he scores a touchdown, and I think he celebrates his ass off in front of the Patriots fans. Oh, 110%. But he should be looking at the Patriots bench when he does and not even the fans. I think he'll. I think he'll do something like that. I, there's, I mean, there's no love lost between him and our fan base, and I think at this point, our organization, considering he gave in that trade request so long ago, and this has just been dragged on, and you know, we've. I mean, we've heard stories going all the way back to before even the first time he stepped on the field. I remember his rookie year when he was injured. Uh, people were talking about, uh, you know, guys on the team were saying how it's like he's so cocky and like. He already thinks he's the man because he was a first-round pick and all this stuff. And just, like, he just got off to a bad start right away, really. He got he got many chances, too, like, even last year. I mean, I thought in the beginning, sorry, like, going off a little bit to the year prior with Cam, like, in the big couple first couple of weeks, he was doing solid. Like, yeah. Dolphins, other than the fumble, he had a good game. He did pretty good against Seattle. I, I, mean, and was... I remember thinking that we were onto something that uh Rams Thursday night football game winning garbage time cam basically just started chucking it up for him and like they couldn't they the Rams didn't really have an answer to it no I remember he made like a couple big catches maybe drew like a big pi and then know. and then going back to this year too though like Nikhil made that nice catch against the Colts so then the that's next right yeah face Buffalo and he was getting reps. Like, they gave him reps versus Atlanta. And then after that big catch, they wanted to give him the chance because in practice, he was. Yeah, I remember that. And they wanted to. In they increased the games, they were doing it yeah. too. So it was like they were trying and they tried. But after that Buffalo game, they were just like, yeah, dude, dude, we're done. Like, this yeah. is never going to happen. It just sucks. But, you know, it is what it is. So, obviously, the Harry trade is the only, like, real piece of news that we've had from this week. So. We thought appropriate with training camp opening up. Obviously, that's the big time for guys to make their pushes for the roster. Harry now being out probably opens things up a little bit more in that wide receiver room. Past couple of years, the Patriots have basically had to reserve a spot for him. Now that is no more. So, Kev, we're going to hop into it with some 53-man roster projections. I believe you have yours prepared. I've got mine in front of me here. Uh, we can hop right into it with an easy one. Just start off with the quarterbacks. I mean, really not too much to think about here. I got three making the roster. Nobody getting cut. Stidham's obviously already been traded. Got Mac Jones, Brian Hoyer, Bailey Zappi on the roster. Kev? I agree as well. And I just do want to say, too, that this is the first of the 53-man roster projections. I think we're going to come up with the second one. Yeah. We get training camp preseason. Once we can get into camp, yeah, exactly. This pre-season. is kind of base it more off guys' performance. This is this is what you call a way too early fifty-three man roster projection. But we're just this is, yeah, this is sort of a baseline. 
I right. would say. This right. is where things are at right now, but then, you know, obviously, as I said right there, training camp is the time when guys play their way onto or off of the roster, and obviously we haven't seen that yet. We get, you know, little glimpses here and there with, like, minicamp and things like that, but at the end of the day, minicamp does not matter at all. Exactly. So I agree with you. I have Matt Coyer and Bailey Zappi. As- all right. So then the running backs, this one's a little bit more complicated. Pats of, you know, last few years, they tend to keep a pretty stacked running back room. Um, they did lose a couple guys uh, this offseason. They had Brandon Bolden leave. They did bring James White back, drafted a couple guys. I've got Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, Pierre Strong, Kevin Harris, and James White on this roster. I've got J.J. Taylor getting cut. Okay, so I like where I like it. We're already different right after the second position group. I got Damian Harris, Stevenson, Pierre Strong, and J.J. Taylor okay. making the roster with James White starting the year on the PUP. Okay, that I didn't do any of those. Um, that's something I could definitely see. I also like. There's no real basis to it, but part of me could also see maybe if James White isn't performing so well and the Pats opt to go with some of the younger guys that he could retire before this season starts. I, I think I'll, I've been, dude, I've been saying that. Yeah, I think I think after this I, injury, I a lot of people him. thought that'd be it for him. Yeah. Um, but you know, this way it would be he kind of gets to take one last run at it, see if he still has it. If he can't make this roster, in all likelihood he doesn't, and you know. Just for doing the off-season program, he picks up, you know, a nice little check, a nice little parting gift from the Pats. Um, but we'll see. I mean, personally, if he's, you know, the James White that we saw in those, you know, first two games last year or whatever it was, oh. I think he's good enough to make this roster. I think he's definitely better than JJ Taylor, even if he's, even if he is old and he's not a hundred percent. And then I think at that point the question just becomes. If you want to take five running backs, I think he's in. If you're trying to cut it down to four, you'd be looking at him or Kevin Harris. Kevin Harris, the guy who's he's had his share of injury issues as well, so back is holding up for him. That's what it was, right? He had back surgery at South yep. Carolina. So, I don't know. Well, I mean, we'll see. I don't know what the plan is there for Kevin Harris, but obviously he is Damian a big... Harris and Andre Stevenson, they're our guys. And Pierre Strong, I think everybody expects big things out of him. I, I do going to make a quick little prediction, too, on this running back group. I think that you see Ramondre Stevenson get even a bigger role this year. Yep. You could see Stevenson end up being a top 10 back. But the- Yeah. I think I said this last year is I, I just feel as though he could take the jump forward this year where he becomes a legitimate Pro Bowl running back and as much as I love Damian Harris, I think we might have talked about this the last episode, you can sort of see what the Patriots are sizing up to do here, where it's like he's going into a contract year. You now have a guy on your roster in Stevenson who looks ready to take the reins. Then you bring in two more young guys with Pierre Strong and with Kevin Harris, and you can kind of use this year to figure out, out of those two, who can step up and be the Stevenson and then potentially take over for him in like two years. And I want to say too, another thing is what we're going to look out for. And we're going to see how much of a heart that Bill Belichick really does have because as much like Damian Harris is such a Boston guy. He goes to all the Celtics, Bruins, playoff games. He's always, he's around this area. Mac Jones. Relationship with Mac Jones. He has a relationship with Mac Jones. But if we start to see that like Stevenson is really like 
when training camp comes in and he like meets the expectations and Pierre Strong is doing good and Kevin Harris is healthy and they, he's doing well and JJ Taylor improves. Don't be surprised if Damian Harris might get traded because it happened I last year. With Tony. Yeah, but that was much that Tony, was so much different. We didn't think that Stevenson would pop up and then we had Bolden. I'm just saying if those if guys in that group are doing well and Belichick's satisfied with having Stevenson as a one then don't be surprised if Damian Harris gets traded. Just keeping it out there. Not saying yeah, it's still, but something to keep an eye on. So, I have no fullbacks making the roster. I don't know what you did here because we don't have a fullback currently on our roster. What I, what did you do here? I, I don't want to just skip right I, over it. I, I have zero as a fullback, but I want to see. This is right now for no, but. Well, my, I know what you're going to say, but I just don't know if you actually put this guy. Like, I did not. Dalton Keene? Yeah. I didn't put him I didn't put him on this projection, but if yep. this might be in my 2.0 if, okay. if he does yeah. actually yeah. do work. Yes. So, moving on to wide six, making the roster right now. Um, I think the top five are no doubt locks, and I think that six spot could go to legitimately anybody. And I think that's going to be very entertaining to see. But right now, Devontae Parker, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers, Tyquan Thornton, those would be your locks. I think that six spot, it's going to be a battle between Trey Nixon, who already had a great minicamp, Ty Montgomery, who's kind of got that versatility as a running back as well, special teams, Lil Jordan Humphrey, who we just brought in, Christian Wilkerson, who's kind of been like our preseason slash like training camp darling these past few years. He got called up at the end of last year, had that great game against Jacksonville. Uh, so I think it's going to be those guys battling it out. Malcolm Perry in there as well. I'm giving this to Trey for now just because he had the best. I know minicamp doesn't matter that much, but that was kind of the most surprising thing from minicamp is how well Trey Nixon was playing. So for the time being, I'm going to give him that sixth spot, but I really do think it's wide open as far as who gets it. I think you couldn't have said it any better. The top five blocks, I think that sixth spot, like you mentioned, is going to be a huge battle. I did not give it to Trey Nixon just because I'm not falling into the mini camp story. I We've seen it too many times the last couple of years, and then once it, you put on the pad, it's always a different story. Devin Ross. Yep. That it, was the it, big one. It's tough. I'm giving that the sixth spot to Ty Montgomery just because of his experience and his versatility. And I think that he can also might, could be a punt returner as well. I know that they have Marcus Jones as well, but I think he can use this guy in many areas. So I think that they're going to give that sixth spot to Montgomery. Yeah, fair enough. And I think there's always something to be said with these free agent signings you have coming in uh, because you just think, you know, they must've had a role in mind for him. Whereas, you know, Wilkerson is a guy who's bounced around. I think he was like an undrafted guy with the Titans before he came here. Nixon is obviously a guy we took a flyer on in the seventh round. Lil Jordan Humphrey, we only signed a couple weeks ago. You know what I mean? So it just feels different when you actually sign a guy during free agency like we did with Montgomery. I think he was one of our first signings. It just feels like they must have something in mind for him, especially a guy who's that versatile. But We'll see what happens. For the tight ends, I've got two making the roster. I just have Jonu and Hunter Henry. I think we finally move off of Devin Asiasi. We've got Matt Sokol getting cut. I think that we will put Dalton Keene, if we're looking to use him as a fullback, I think we're going to put him on the practice squad to start the year. 
and kind of just see how he can do playing fullback. I don't know that we're fully committed this year to even necessarily using a fullback um, because I think if we were, we would have picked somebody up undrafted or even just one of these guys that we've previously had on our roster squads, have had on our practice squad serving as backup fullback, like Dan Questenberry is a guy that comes to mind. He spent a lot of time with us this past year. He's probably not on the team right now. The fact that we didn't pick up any guys like that just for training camp that we very easily could have tells me that we might not even be fully committed to having a fullback. So I think if we do go that route, uh, you know, there's no reason in having that initial roster spot go to Keen. You know, I agree with you as well. I have Hunter and Janu. I think let us Jesse and Keen go and then hope maybe that those guys get back on the front. One of them gets back on the practice squad. Um, I think that if we were going to have a fullback position, I think that Jakob Johnson would have came back because I knew Belichick really did like him. I mean, guy worked his ass off to get into the league. Um, Jakob Johnson even said, they were like, why didn't the Pats send you back? And he said, because they told me they didn't need a fullback because there's not a yeah. position. So I think the Patriots are going to run a similar offense to the Rams, that kind of West Coast offense for year two with Mac. So I don't think there's any need for a fullback. So I do have just Henry and Johnu. So real quick, now that we're done with skill positions, I have three QBs, five running backs, six wide receivers, two tight ends. You have one less running back. That's the only difference, right? Yep. Okay, so one of these position groups going forward, you'll have that extra roster spot to use. Uh, For offensive line, I've got nine guys making the roster. Uh, I've got the projected starters, Trent Brown, Michael Nwenu, David Andrews, Cole Strange, Isaiah Wynn. And then as kind of our rotational guys, I've got Justin Heron, Yadni Kajus, uh, Cody Rusi, who's an undrafted free agent out of Louisiana Tech. He's a center. And uh, Andrew Stuber, who we grabbed out of Michigan in the seventh round. Uh, there's some other fringe guys who could push for the spots, like Yasir Durant. Jason Hines was a six-round pick this year. Will Sherman was a six-round pick last year. I think they're all pretty equal. Um, I just know that Stuber has a pretty high ceiling. And uh, Cody Rusi, we gave him one of the highest guarantees in the league for uh, undrafted free agents. So I think we like him a lot, and I think those are the two guys that get in there. I have eight. Okay. So, yeah. Brent Brown, Paul <coughs> Strange, David Andrews, Mike Onwenu, Isaiah Wynn, Justin Haran, Yadni Kajus, and I have Cody Rusi. Um, I think that guy automatically makes it just because – to fill in for Andrews, kind of like the Ted Karras, hopefully that situation. Mm-hmm. The only one, like an interesting one too, is that I thought about putting on was James Ferentz, even though he's usually a practice squad guy, but he did pretty well against the <clears throat> last year. And if you're looking for death, but I did go with eight and they're obviously going to have a couple guys on the practice squad as well. All right. So again, now as we move into the defense, response, so we're going to have to make some tough cuts here. D line. I had five guys making it. Um, I got Christian Barmore, Lawrence Guy, Davon Godshow, Dietrich Wise, and Carl Davis. Um, I had guys like Henry Anderson, LeBron Ray, Byron Cowart getting cut. Not too many tough decisions to make there. Yeah, I have five as well, and I have the same five as you. Barmore, Godshow, Wise, Guy, and Carl Davis. All right, going to the linebackers. Uh, I got seven guys making it. I got Matt Judon, Jawan Bentley, Josh Uche. Ronnie Perkins, Mac Wilson, Cam McGrone, and Raquan McMillan. I've got Harvey Lange and uh, Jelani Tavai getting cut. 
Yeah, I'm starting to get a little nervous because we're having all the same thing. I have, I did my broke it up in the outside linebackers with three with Perkins, Judon, Uche, middle linebackers, Bentley, Mac Wilson, McGroon, and McC- uh, McClellan. McMillan, sorry. Yeah. So that's my seven I have for linebacker. All right. And then for, uh, I've got safeties here. Uh, I have just four guys making it. I've got Devin McCourty, Kyle Duggar, Adrian Phillips, and Jabril Peppers. I've got Joshua Bledsoe getting cut. I have the same four. All right. Uh, corners here. feel like this one could have a little bit more difference to it. Um, I've got six guys making it. Jonathan Jones, Jalen Mills, Marcus Jones, Jack Jones, Miles Bryant, Malcolm Butler. I got Sean Wade, Jojuan Williams, and Terrence Mitchell getting cut. Alrighty, so I have seven. So there's right. there's one of them, Butler, <clears throat> the three Joneses. I got Miles Bryant. I got Jalen Mills, and I do have Sean Wade making the fifth okay. roster. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I was seeing a lot of guys uh, putting Terrence Mitchell in there too. Same thing I mentioned with Montgomery. Just when you sign a guy in free agency, he, they just tend to feel a little more important when you're doing things like this. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> The three Joneses, Mills, and Butler are all probably near locks for this roster. And then similar to the wide receiver group, in my opinion, those next four are battling it out for that last spot. So, you know, Williams kind of looking to redeem himself. Sean Wade showed some promise. And then when we actually gave him game reps, wasn't very good. Miles Bryant kind of fell off at the tail end of last year. And then obviously Terrence Mitchell. For the time being, I gave it to Bryant just because He's been the most consistent out of those guys. But, you know, I could really see anybody snagging that spot. I would say after Bryant, the cl- I I think I had Terrence Mitchell in here initially, um, but I took him off because I just gave out more spots elsewhere. Yeah, I could. I just see the Pats liking Sean. <laughs> they traded for him. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, they had him on the 53-man roster. He was an active every game, and I think that, a full year into the system. He's got the size, I believe. So I think that Belichick, if he has a good camp, I think he'll sneak onto that 53-man roster. Yeah. And especially that we don't know what Malcolm Butler is going to be. And it might take Malcolm Butler some time to actually figure it out with game reps mm-hmm. because his contract says he's making the team no matter what. Yeah, and He will. So I just think that having a guy like Sean Wade who's young and had like he had a pretty good college career. So I think they're going to give him the benefit of the doubt. All right, so I got my special teams here to wrap it up. Uh, you've got the three obvious ones, Joe Cardona, Jake Bailey, Nick Folk, um, and then the kind of specialist guys who we see exclusively on special teams. They have other positions, but I put them in here. Justin Bethel, Cody Davis, Matt Slater. Okay, so you have six total? Six, yeah. Okay, so I have seven, so, that's where, so we're good. Yeah. All right, so I have obviously the six you named, Slater, Davis, Bethel, um, Bailey, Cardona, and Falk, but my seventh one is Brendan Schooler. Yeah, I've been seeing, I've been seeing a lot about him. Yeah, basically going to be like a Brandon Bolden replacement and a Brandon mm-hmm. King replacement on special teams. Um, I think Belichick takes a lot of pride in that position, and I think Brendan Schooler is going to make the roster because of it. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely see it. That's clearly why he was signed because, as far as playing safety. He wasn't anything overly impressive at Texas. But, um, yeah, I mean, I can certainly see it. Obviously, the other kind of candidates here would be you had 
the punter from Eastern Michigan getting signed, kind of trying to push Jake Bailey. I don't think we really see anything there. Um, and then Pat's brought in Tristan Vizcano. Uh, I think he'll just be a practice squad backup kicker now that we've moved off of uh, Quinn Nordine. So I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't think there's too much stuff there. I would say my toughest cut of this entire thing that – one guy that I've just kind of been watching and that I've kind of been liking is uh, Sam Roberts, the D lineman who we had grabbed, I believe, in the sixth round. He went to Southwest Missouri State. I know that's a mouthful, but he was pretty good there. It is a lower level, but we saw how guys like Kyle Duggar can kind of transition uh, up to the NFL. So he's a guy I was kind of keeping my eye on, but he's just – there's just not a ton of spots to be dishing out on this roster right now, especially not at that D line position. Um, but he's a guy that I'd sort of watch out for to make a push of all the guys that I'd get cut. Another interesting one that we both didn't have on the sex man roster is um, on free Jennings. Third yeah. round pick from just yep. two years ago out of Bama. I think that was the hard cut because of what we had talked about our last podcast, like last year, how, he was just out of shape, and they put him on the IR, and he was done for the year. So that was like a surprising one. We just need—I'm going to pronounce his name again, or pronounce it wrong. Rashad McMillan, Raekwon McMillan, Raekwon McMillan. Sorry, I—we had high hopes for him last year. I think Belichick did too. So I'm hoping he can just stay healthy. And if that's the case, then I can just see Jennings losing it. But I don't. Yeah, know. I mean, he there was doing. Cares. He was doing. McMillan was doing really good during camp, um, and then I be- I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I believe that he tore his ACL, and he would have been a free agent, and we gave him a one-year extension like yep. after the torn ACL. So right. obviously that shows you how high we were on him to be like, we know you're hurt and you're going to be out for this whole year. I'm sure we have you for next year coming in next offseason. So I think, I, you know, I agree with what you said. I think we have high hopes for him. And, yeah, that's definitely a guy who could sort of push Jennings out because third-round pick, but at this point it was two years ago. Like, you can't just hang on to that. He didn't really get to do anything his rookie year. Didn't get to play at all this past year. So, yeah, clock's kind of ticking on him. I might as well just ask you because I'm kind of curious. What is your early Patriots record for this year? Oh, man. I got to pull up our schedule here. But, like, off my head, I think the defense is a big liability this year. Um, we don't have the easiest schedule. I would say, looking at it right now, there's probably, like, five or six games that I would say I, I can very confidently say, like, yes, we're winning those, and then everything what are the, else what are, is going to be close. Those, the Lions, the Bears? Lions, Bears, um, I would say Browns, just because I'm assuming Deshaun Watson's going to be suspended, so those are going to be the Jacoby Brissett Browns. Um, I would say split against the Jets. Like, I'm very confident we can split against the Dolphins, split against the Jets, Lions, Browns, Bears, um, and then I would probably say just for some, like, they have a pretty solid roster, but I throw the Steelers in there as well. Like, I feel pretty confident about that game. Yeah. I just, I, I'm just not very worried about Mitch Trubisky because Kenny Pickett certainly won't be starting by week two. So, 
I don't know. Like, I know that they have. They're obviously very well coached. They have TJ Watt. They have Nick Fitzpatrick, Cam Hayward. They have good pieces on defense. They have solid pieces on offense with, like, Najee, Deontay Johnson, things like that. But I don't know. Just Mitch Trubisky under center. Even on the road, I just feel pretty comfortable that we can win that game. You know, I I agree. I think you can. I think this is a team that can go into Arizona and win. I think. Oh yeah, they, no, they're. I mean, they're certainly. No, 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 but like, yeah, that, that's what I think. I have them like a ten and seven, maybe a like push. Yeah, like eleven. Like, I think. They, like again, that's six games right there. But I I could see a split. Um, I could see us beating the Bengals at home. Um, I could see us. As, on getting a win. I could see us getting a win against Minnesota on Thanksgiving. I could see us getting a win against the Colts. Um, I could see us even uh, maybe getting a win against the uh, – uh, I don't know. How about, how about I don't know how I feel about the Ravens and Packers games. I was going to say maybe something against the Ravens, but they're a very dangerous team with just the amount of guys they're getting back from injury now. So, how about we do this? How about we both just we go through the schedule and we pick win or loss, and then we'll see what the final record comes out to All be. Right. At Miami week one, loss. I loss. Okay. At Pittsburgh week two, win. Versus Baltimore at home week three, loss. Loss. At Green Bay week four, loss. Loss. Uh, hosting Detroit week five, win. Win. At Cleveland week six, win. Win. Hosting Chicago week seven, win. Win. At New York week eight, win. Win. Hosting Indy week nine, I'm going to say win. I say win too. Hosting New York uh, Jets week 10. I think I win. win. At Minnesota on Thanksgiving, I say win. I say win. Hosting Buffalo, I say loss. Loss. At Arizona, I say, I think I say loss there. I say win. At Vegas, I say loss. win. Loss. Hosting Cincy, I say loss. I say, mm, mm. I say loss, yeah. Ho- hosting Miami, I say win. Win. At Buffalo, I say loss. I say loss. That's a game, too, that Sneaky could be, like, Buffalo could be wrestling guys. And, you know, we're still – like, I could see it where Buffalo is, like, the number one seed or something like that. Or they have right. Fortunately, maybe have the division lock. I think I would have the Pats at 1-4, and 2-4, and 4, 4-4, 5-4, 6-4, 7-4, 8-4, 8-5. Eight and six, nine and six, nine and seven. I would have us going ten and seven. Yeah, I had ten and seven as well. So I mean, um, it's not. It's one not. I could see them. One I can see them winning though is I can see them beating the Bengals on Christmas Eve as an upset win for them. Maybe I don't know, but it's just we'll see. It's just there's a lot of games that because. I remember in the days of Tom Brady, I'd look at the Patriots schedule and I would legitimately say to myself, I think we're going to win every single game. Uh, yeah, I think we like, I You think know we what I mean? And now, and like, obviously I would know we're not going to go 16 and 0, but I would say, I don't know which game we lose. And if, you know, if I was hard pressed, I'd be like, honestly, honest record prediction. I'm thinking like 14 and 2, 15 and 1. But as I just said, 
there's like six games, if that, on this schedule where I'm like, oh, yeah, we'll win that. Like, if we get really unlucky and lose a lot of close games, we could go 6-11. and 11. Like, That's not out of the realm of possibility, in my opinion. No, but um, if, if you see on social media that people – or like when they do their projections, they have the Pats going like seven and ten, six and oh, all, yeah, no, five and twelve. I've never, I haven't seen, and yeah, a lot of people more than seven in the bottom 10. of the division. I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen anything higher than seven and ten other than from Pats fan. So, so looking the my, my honest prediction though, I say we go nine and eight, and I think we narrowly miss the playoffs. I think like we're literally the eighth team in the AFC. We just barely missed the playoffs. Take a slight step back this year. I just think the defense is too big of a liability. I wouldn't even count it a step back, though, just because how stacked the AFC is. Like, if we can come, if I'm just going to be satisfied on this team, if they compete against good teams and they don't lose to the bad teams, like, if you play a good game versus the Raiders, you compete with the Ravens, the, like, if the Browns have Watson, but they don't. But, like, if you just compete against the good teams that you're going to face, like, if you can give Buffalo a good two matchups. Then I'm content with them this season. If you go, if you miss the playoffs, because the next season after that, you're going to have 120 million dollars in cap space, and you still have a lot of the guys locked up from the Spurs last year. Yeah, no, exactly. So I, I think next year is when we really start to push because we're going to have all that cap space. We're going to have all our young guys still developing. I think we take a little bit of a step back this year, record-wise, end up with a higher draft pick. You know, you can add somebody else. This is a very strong class receiver wise. Go that route. Um, and we'll see. Unless you got anything else, Kev. I think yeah, no, I'm good. We got, we got training camp next week. Rookies <laughs> coming to town July 19th. So we're getting there. We're, we're eight Sundays away. I know. So we're pushing. Back. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. We will certainly. Be sure to check back in with you once training camp rolls around and we can get a little bit more day-to-day news. Uh, Probably have some different takes on this roster, who's going to be in, who's going to be out. Definitely going to want to listen for that. And uh, thank you guys for tuning in.